water, earth, fire, air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. A hundred years passed and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe Aang can save the world. Hello everyone and welcome back to What's Appa, a rewatch podcast of the greatest show ever, Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm Joyce. I'm Justin. And I'm Anand. And this week we want to give a special shout out to our friend Tim who read the intro. This is episode 48 of our podcast where we'll be discussing nightmares and daydreams. Fun fact, uh, one, we are all in person today, which is wow. very cool. Woohoo! Um, we usually record cross country. And two, this is the lowest rated episode in this season at a 7.6 on IMDb. Wow. Yeah, it checks yeah. out. <laughs> it does check out. No spoilers. But yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess we can we all feel similarly. I thought you were about to say worst in the whole show and I was about to be very surprised, but it's up there. <laughs> hey now. Okay, let's let's see. Let's discuss first. Um Okay, cool. So the first scene is nighttime. We see a field of sleeping koala sheep. Um, so fun fact here is that the koala sheep is a cross between the koala and the sheep, um, but its personality also is a cross between the two animals because koalas love to sleep. And so koala sheep spend most of their days sleeping and they're only awake for five hours out of the day. And three of those hours are spent eating, which is similar to koalas. Um, but they also live in herds, which is similar to actual sheep. Yeah, some more fun facts. They care very little about their surroundings to the point where there's no way they're ever afraid or intimidated by the presence of humans. Um, and there's only two animals on this island. It's koala sheep and porcupines, and that is their only natural predator. <laughs> <gasps> Damn. So it seems like porcupines are just... Overpowered. Yeah, <laughs> nothing eats them. <laughs> Anyway, so they arrive at the Black Cliffs, which is where this what this location is called, which is the intended meeting place for the invasion force. And Sokka's like, this is it. We're here. And Katara's like, nice choice, Sokka. And we're four days ahead of schedule, which is very funny because it gives Aang time to have all these hallucinations. But if we remember in The Painted Lady, Sokka was just obsessing over the schedule and it seemed like there wasn't going to be enough time. So... Either Sokka built in a lot of buffer time in this schedule, which is good good planning, or he didn't need to be so crazy yeah. about everything. So. Or, well, he did say he would cut out all of the bathroom breaks. So. That's true. So maybe yeah. they just, they did, that's exactly what they did. <laughs> They're peeing off the side of Alpha. <laughs> yeah. Um, coincidentally, that's also the second lowest uh, other episode in this season. Mm. Where's Ember Island Players here? It's got to be down there somewhere. It is. Excuse me. <laughs> that is the single best episode in the entire show. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, one other fun fact. Uh, this location is called the Black Cliffs because the cliffs are made from volcanic glass. So. Mm. Yeah. And someone on the wiki actually said that this area kind of looks like Point Reyes. Huh. Oh, we'll yeah. have to take a trip out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can see it a little bit. Yeah, it's it's very pretty, very scenic. Um, anyways, then Aang freaks out because he's like, what, four days? The invasion's in four days? And then, you know, leads into the rest of the episode. Yeah, so everyone goes to sleep. 
And then Aang has his first nightmare, the namesake of this episode. And Aang bursts through a large set of doors, kind of looking like Goku from Dragon Ball Z. He's got like the whole get up and everything. And he says, your days of tyranny are over, Fire Lord. I'm bringing you down. And uh, it's a massive caricature of Fire Lord Ozai. And fun fact here is Aang's never met the Fire Lord. Mm. So what his conceptions of maybe what he looks like are a little skewed, although we'll see later in the episode that they're not. Um, and then Ose says, really? And he leans in closer and he says, how do you plan on doing that when you're not even wearing pants? <laughs> and then Aang looks down. He's like, oh, no. And then he covers himself uh, with an air nomad shield and he runs out. And then Ozai starts like, like deep belly chuckling and he's like caricature of an evil voice. Yeah. And some fun facts here are that this is actually the third episode where Aang has nightmares. The first one is the storm and the second one is the avatar state, which... Is a hard one to remember, but it's the very beginning of the episode. Uh, Aang has a nightmare about him using the Avatar state and hurting people, which I guess makes sense because that's what happened in the finale of season one. He goes mega fish mode and like genocides <laughs> a boat of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And another fun fact is that Ozai has the same voice. So, you know, Aang also doesn't know the voice of Ozai. He along with how Ozai looks. So it's kind of a little bit of a goof how he hears Ozai speak in his actual voice in this episode. Um, but yeah, but it's also fun because Mark Hamill, who voices Ozai in this episode as well, gets to kind of do the voice a little differently, like in funny ways. So he actually gets to be kind of a comedic character here. Yeah, and then Aang wakes up, it's nighttime. Um, you know, he's all frazzled after having this nightmare. And then he hears Momo chatter to him. Yeah, and the extra here says, Did you know Ing's hair has been getting a little longer in every episode of book three? Mm. Mm. Yeah. And maybe it's like the longer his hair is, the more crazy he's going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's funny. And he, he cuts it in the next episode, right? Mm. For the invasion. Oh, yeah. So this is kind of the longest that it ever is. Yeah. 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 Um, but then, yeah, Aang's like, oh, it was just a dream, Momo. I still have my pants. And he's like frantic frantically like touching his pants all over <laughs> just to make sure. He's like, well, I better keep training. And then he goes up to a bush and starts kicking it. <laughs> That's his training. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. What a guy. He doesn't really even kick it very hard. He just yeah. like sheepishly yeah, like yeah, taps yeah, it. Taps <laughs> it. Yeah. That's his training regimen. So now we go back to Zuko, and Zuko is chillaxing. A bunch of servants are with him, and uh, all of these people assisting him are his royal servants. And apparently it is a pastime of the royal family to order servants around. <laughs> that is a fun fact from the extras. <laughs> um, but I think, honestly, this episode has a lot of really interesting small details, at least on Zuko's side. Well. Aang's is just like fun, fun times. To me, Aang's um, and the Aang gang are kind of the B side and Aang and Zuko is the A side. Mm. Um, there is a moment where a servant serves Zuko fruit and like mm. all these servants keep asking a question. And it's like kind of obvious he's getting a little annoyed, but he contains himself and he doesn't like get angry or anything. And if you think to the final episodes, when the cherry is being given to Azula, there's a huge juxtaposition there because she freaks out on the servants. So mm. it's like the way, you know, they, your significant other treats waitstaff. You got to look out. Life lessons. <laughs> um, and then another servant offers to wash his feet. 
and the exorcist is considered an honor to wash the feet of their prince. Um, mm. This is very, very cool. So and that servant is top dog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, so Zuko, you know, uh, hangs out with the servants for a little bit, and then he exits the palace. Um, and there's a whole crowd of people um, just waiting for him, kind of like, I guess, people waiting for idols at the airport. There's like girls screaming and everything. Um, so Zuko's got a fan base. Um, mm -hmm. And then the servers offer to take Zuko on the palanquin. And initially, he's like, fairly reluctant to do it. And it's clear that his years on the road has like, made him you know, one with the commoners, he wants to walk, right? Mm. But then eventually he just gives in and he takes the palanquin mm. and they walk across maybe like 40 steps and then they stop and they drop him off in front of, in front of uh, May's house. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because it shows kind of like the growth and how far he's come and like he's relatable to like the common people even though mm. now he's a prince. Mm -hmm. um, he, he doesn't like mistreat the staff or anything and yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I could totally see him mistreating them before. Mm, so yeah. I do feel like it's a change. Like he hasn't always been, he's, he's turned good. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I could see season one ponytail Zuko being like a real meanie. Yeah. So yeah. But it's like a fake good, right? Isn't that the whole point of the episode? He's like, he's not himself. No, no, he's good. Cause he doesn't want to take the palanquin. Like he's, he's yeah. more he's, down to yeah. earth now. You but know? he's not himself. Cause like eventually he gives in and takes the palanquin. So he's like trying to resist. Well, I think, yeah, I think he's trying to play the, he's, he's, he's like, the part. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. gives in because he's like, oh, I should, you know, this yeah. is what I should be doing. Yeah. So back to team Avatar, it's nighttime again and Aang is having another nightmare. So he breaks down the door of the palace again, but this time he has chains around his pants and he's like, I'm prepared. Um, so apparently his appearance here resembles Vash the Stampede, who is a character from this anime called Trigun. Um, and he has just like ear piercings, this unique hairstyle, this chain belt contraption around his pants. Um, and he also runs into the palace like Naruto runs. Mm, yeah, he's basically a ninja. Yeah. 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 Um, and the extras also come here and they say, uh, dreams often represent how we see ourselves. If that's the case, Aang has a strange self-image. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I think this kind of harkens back to um, the episode Sokka's Master, where they go to the shop and Aang's like decked out in like crazy armor and everything. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Aang clearly like has like a very macho image. Of <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. yeah, but then Ozai is like, so it seems, but are you prepared for your mathematics test? And then an <laughs> abacus appears and Aang just freaks out and wakes up. <laughs> it's pretty scary stuff. We've all had terrible. we've all had exam yeah. dreams, so it's but very not with an abacus. Actually, yeah. I went to abacus like class <laughs> oh, as a kid, yeah. and you have to like learn to do math with the abacus, and then they take the abacus away, and you have to like do it in the air and like, do math. <laughs> I was never very good at it. Um, that is terrifying. Yeah, but like Chinese school extracurriculars are either abacus class, uh, martial arts, or uh, Chinese dance. And yeah. Mm. Wow. You got all three of those in this season, too. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Aang <laughs> <laughs> goes to school. Guess they were inspired by Chinese school. Yeah, so now we're back in the Fire Nation with Zuko once again, and he's kind of like cuddling with Mei, and they're both smiling, and it's so weird. <laughs> it's both weird. of them are smiling. Yeah. It's not right. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of cool things in this scene, small details. A, they have my favorite dessert in the world. They have fruit tarts, which mm -hmm. are amazing. With and, petals. 
and roast belly. Cr in crazy innovation. I have to try it. Mm -hmm, um, but mm -hmm. the extras do say they're not edible. It's purely for decoration. So uh. maybe, maybe not. Um, but some small details in this episode, in the very beginning, when they're like all lovey-dovey and very happy, um, Zuko's scar is always hidden by May's hair or face. Wow. Um, yeah, so they're very happy until uh, May mentions the war meeting, and then Zuko turns his head away from her and to show his scar to the camera. Mm -hmm. um, and there's like many, many more small details like that. I know this is a pretty common thing throughout the show, but it's just like very, very apparent in this episode. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty subtle. I actually don't think I caught that Yeah, going through it. Um, yeah, but then Zuko's just salty that he wasn't invited to the war meeting and things start to take a turn. Yeah, take a turn for the worst because Aang is now tripping. Um, <laughs> so uh, we cut to Ozai um, in, you know, kind of the blurry, like you're just waking up, you can't really see anything. And he's like, wake up, Aang, wake up, sleepy head. <laughs> no, but it's That's like, so it's, it's almost like, seductive he's like yeah. wake up wake up <laughs> wake up sleepy head <laughs> yeah yeah that's really yeah, funny you want to <laughs> read the rest you you have a good Oza. oh yeah yeah uh uh what does he say he goes rise and shine you overslept <laughs> you missed the invasion <laughs> or, i don't know it was very like soft and almost like yeah. i don't know he's like whispering very, in his ear yeah 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 it was very intimate yeah it, it's a weird representation of himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's, yeah. it's very fun. We get to see, I mean... Another side of Ozai. Yeah, I mean, we only we ever seen. get to see one side, so this is really the other side. Aang might have some dad issues. <laughs> yeah, but then Ozai cackles and flies away on a fire-breathing cow hippo. Yeah, crazy innovation. Crazy innovation. Oh, I thought it was a flying boar or something, but no, no that was, makes way more sense. No, it was a lot scarier than yeah, flying yeah. boar. Yeah, so then Aang's like very freaked out by this <laughs> very strange dream. Um, and then he starts like pacing around, just like very antsy, um, can't really sleep. And Katara wants to calm him down. So she suggests some hot yoga. Um, and mm, she says... <laughs> hot yoga. Spicy. <laughs> she says, these yoga stretches can really work wonders if you do them in extreme heat reach up and then she puts her hands above her head and then reach for the sun and then they wave their hands and upper body side to side <laughs> kind of like wiggling in the wind i guess and she says feel your chi paths clearing um and the extras here say Aang cleared his chi paths in the episode of the guru but i guess they're blocked again <laughs> <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then she says, now close your eyes. How are you feeling? <laughs> yeah. And then Aang is like, I feel really warm. <laughs> and then Katara says, good, go on. And then Aang says, like, there's this warm feeling all around me. This heat, like I'm in the Fire Lord's palace and he's shooting a bunch of fireballs at me and Aang starts freaking out. Um, but yeah, another fun fact, uh, Bikram yoga is a type of yoga done in a really hot room. And mm -hmm. they are in a really hot room. In a really hot room. Yeah, and then Katara says, maybe your stress is the kind you need to talk out. So then we cut to weighing fire again. Um, <laughs> Saga's really getting a lot of mileage out of this. Mm -hmm. Although I wish I could have seen Bonzu, Pippin the third come back mm -hmm. yeah. at some point. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of weighing fire and sapphire fire. Um, although we haven't seen Sapphire Fire. I like Sapphire yeah. Fire. Yeah. I like White Fire too. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But wow, 
what a guy. Parent, teacher, therapist, what can't he do? Yeah. <laughs> Police officer. Police officer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Extortionist. Um, and yeah, basically Sokka is like the comedic relief again. He like tries to be a therapist, but he's like clearly like terrible at his job. Um, yeah. And then Aang's like, yeah, this isn't working. He leaves. <laughs> yeah. So we cut back to the Fire Nation once again, or rather the, the Fire Nation Palace once again. And Zuko is confronting Azula about not being invited to the meeting. And we see Azula getting pampered. She's sitting down. There are servants treating her hair, which is running in water and getting cleaned. And so we know that there's this symbolism with Azula's hair that comes back later in the finale. Oh, and we can see yeah. in this scene, it's like to it's getting cleaned. It's like really nice. Everything's great. Like it's being treated. And Azula definitely has the upper hand in this scene and is really put together. Whereas Zuko kind of reverts a little bit back to old Zuko when he's like, oh, like I wasn't invited to the meeting. And then <laughs> Azula is like, Uncle, what do you mean? I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> and Azula's like, what do you mean? Of course you're welcome there. And she's like, don't be so dramatic. I'm certain dad wants you there. You probably just weren't invited because it's so obvious you're supposed to be there. And then Zuko is like, forget it, I'm not going. And then he stops out. Yeah. Um, some fun facts. This is actually the royal spa, which is just so happens to be next to the royal throne room. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, priorities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the next scene is it's Toph's turn to try to relax Aang. Um, and she's like, all right, what you need is a good old fashioned back pounding to relieve your stress. And then she starts stomping furiously because Aang is like lying on top of these locks. Um, so she's like giving him a back, a painful back massage. Um, and then she stops and Aang like slides to the ground because he's just too beaten up and she's like okay well there's another thing we can try acupuncture and she pulls out this baby porcupine which is you know the other animal that occupies this land um and yeah it's a nice connection this is a baby porcupine and we have actually seen an adult porcupine in appa's lost days mm -hmm. it's the animal that appa fights so mm -hmm. i guess the babies are very are more docile and the adults are pretty scary um, and Aang screams and runs away because he doesn't want to do acupuncture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then now we cut back to Zuko. And then Mei says, Zuko, it's just a dumb meeting. Who cares? And Zuko's very sassy. He's like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mei says, well, good. You shouldn't. I mean, why would you even want to go? Just think about how things went last time. And then Zuko's like, I know. And then Mei says, you know what will make you feel better? Ordering some servants around. I might be hungry for a whole tray of fruit tarts and maybe a little palanquin ride around town, double time. And like, obviously like we know what she's trying to do. She's trying to cheer him up and everything, but it's really funny that she's like trying to cheer him up by like, like demeaning these like, um, these servants. And Zuko's like not about it. Cause like, you know, that isn't the type of thing that cheers him up. Cause mm -hmm. he's like a cool guy now. And then Zuko like, turns his head away from her and it's like really sad, but he turns his head so the scar mm. faces the camera. Good Classic. catch. Yeah. 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 And then now we're at the final nightmare. Aang is riding on Appa and there's like thunder everywhere. <laughs> A giant Momo is trying to attack them. <laughs> and then Aang like dodges the Momo swipe and he's like transported to the Fire Nation palace. And then Toph looks at Aang, but she has like no eyes. Um, I mean, 
这是这是别人。哇<笑> ！I didn't think about that. <笑> and then and then Sokka is captured and the Katara is like being slowly like surrounded by flames and Aang is like trying to reach her but he's being frozen which like why is he being frozen? And then an Ozai made of flames like comes to get Aang and Aang is like clearly very freaked out. Um, and then Aang just like gets like dropped underwater. It's like super dramatic. And then Zuko is seen like standing on the ice above him at the end of season one, if you remember when they're like in the ice flows, because he still got the ponytail.、Mm. Um, and then a comet is seen like screeching in the background, which is kind of、uh, I guess like an omen, right?、Mm-hmm. And then it crashes into the ground, and then we cut to a Momo, <laughs> and the Momo is going like shh. <laughs> And then the comet engulfs the entire world of flames, and the ink screams and like bolts up. And the ink says, "It's a, it's the nightmares. They just keep getting worse and worse."、Um, and then ink says, "Nothing helps. There's only one thing I can do. I'm going to stay awake straight through the invasion." And then everyone kind of looks at each other, like very worried. Yeah, and you know, just wanted to psychoanalyze this dream real quick. First, it's actually kind of scary, like a little bit. Like you actually. It's. I think the episode does a good job of having it slowly devolve into more and more serious, or, or I don't know. I mean, obviously he's getting more and more delirious as time goes on.、Um, but I guess one thing I think is that Aang doesn't trust Momo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>、um, I feel like that's one thing that's apparent. Maybe he has some sort of bias against Toph. <laughs> But、um, also, I think it shows his fear of losing the people he loves. Like he he loses pretty much everyone in this、mm. um, in this nightmare. So yeah, pretty scary stuff. Anyways, so now we have a daydream, but we don't know it's a daydream yet. Basically, it's happening during the day, and we actually see Aang confess his love for Katara, and they kiss,、uh, which is huge moment for Katang fans. But then we realize that it's not Wait, real. Say the line. Say the line. Oh. It's like,、um, baby, you're my forever girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks. Yeah, it was highly cringy.、Um, yeah, and then he makes this like kissy face. Oh, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. The animators really got, nailed that one.、Um, but yeah, anyway, so we realize it's fake because eventually we see that he's just like kissing the air, and Katara's like, "What are you doing?"、Um, so yeah, it doesn't it doesn't happen just yet. Yes,、yeah, so、we flash back to Zuko. He's with May again. They're just chilling, and then suddenly a servant comes in the room and is like, "Zuko, everyone's waiting for you. Like you're the only person missing." And then Zuko's like, "Huh? So my dad really wants me at the meeting?" Yeah. So I guess in general, this episode, I feel. And, oh, in the background here, May is smiling after Zuko realizes that his dad actually wants him at the meeting. So I just think in, she's very supportive in this episode, and I think you know there's not a ton of emphasis on the Zuko May relationship, but like here, you actually see that them being functional, and you know, they do kind of end up together. So I guess it's good. It's a good episode for their relationship. And I'm like, oh, actually, they kind of work here. Um, even though they don't end up end up together, but yeah. So the next scene is Aang furiously training because he's decided to stay awake until the invasion, and he's training and against a tree that has the noodle drawing of Ozai taped or adhered to it,、um, which is a callback to the headband.、Um, but then Aang keeps missing; he's not doing a very good job. And then Momo starts talking to Aang, 
because Aang is hallucinating. And then Aang eventually engages in this conversation with Momo because he thinks that Momo can talk. And then until Katara and the rest of the gang show up and they're like, you can't go on like this. This isn't good. You need to stop. And then Appa is also like, yeah, you need to get a grip. <laughs> um, so clearly he's still hallucinating. Appa starts talking. And then Momo's like, hey, watch it. Leave the kid alone. And then Appa's like, hey, who asked you? And then the two begin to fight. And Aang's like, come on, guys. And then Appa's like, no, I am sick of this guy always mouthing off and telling me what to do. And then they begin a ninja stand or samurai standoff. I guess this is like D. Bradley's Baker's only opportunity to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He nails it. He does. They sound very different and very distinct. Exactly. Um, Very distinguished. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Momo, at least. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there's a reference here also. Uh, Samurai Momo is dressed to look like the comic book character Miyamoto Usagi, which I don't know. But in general, this episode has a lot of references. So I guess it's the, I'm sure the creators had fun kind of paying homage to all their inspirations and stuff. Yeah, one of the homages, which may be cool because Mark Hamill is Ozai. Um, when Momo and Appa start fighting, Appa has like four swords and like General Grievous from Star Wars also has like a bunch of swords mm. and then they fight and it's like very cool. Mm. Yeah. This is like one of the coolest fights in the entire show. So. <laughs> <laughs> well there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Appa runs at Momo and Momo runs at Appa and they're fighting and then all of a sudden it just starts going off the rails because there are koala sheep that are cheering and then <laughs> Appa airbends this like tornado sword which is crazy. Like that'd be, if he only, he could do that, they would instantly (laughs) win. Um, And then they are, and then the guru appears and he starts singing about chakras. And this song is called Everybody Loves Chakras. And it's written by John O'Brien, who also writes the episode. He's just like, seems like he's the comedic writer of the show. Uh, And the song goes, chakras, chakras, everybody loves chakras, 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 sandwich tastes good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, and I, I'm just vibing. I feel like John O'Brien has, like, the same sense of humor as me. Yeah, and then rocks start coming out of the forest, and then the tree stumps come to life, and they're dancing around, and it's just peak madness. And then Aang is like, I need to jump in a cold waterfall, and runs away. Yeah. Okay, now we're back to, to business. Um, we're at the war meeting. And Zuko walks out of the meeting. It's like it was like a super serious meeting. Like things happen. <laughs> and May is waiting for him. And Zuko says, "When I got to the meeting, everyone welcomed me. My father had saved me a seat. He wanted me next to him. I was literally at his right hand." And then May says, "Zuko, that's wonderful. You must be happy." And then they walk up to a large, um, like bigger than life tapestry of Ozai. Um, and then Zuko just like contemplates and like you know, stares at it and thinks for a bit. And he says, during the meeting, I was the perfect prince, the son my father wanted. And then he closes his eyes and he says, but I wasn't me. Mm, the last turn, the last time we get to see kind of the contemplation mm-hmm. um, of Zuko before. Dun, dun, dun. What happens next? Guys? Um, yeah, so then the scene is back to Team Avatar and they're back at the Black Cliffs and Aang is really tired and he sees like all these koala sheep and they're like it's like this cloud of wool and he begins to touch it. Um, and it turns out this 
it's this bed that his friends actually made for him using a bunch of koala sheep wool and you see all these like sheared koala sheep in the background um <laughs> and they hype him up and Tara's like you're so smart and brave and strong and Sokka's like you're ready for this and Toph's like you're the man twinkle toes and so finally Aang feels relaxed and he's like thanks guys and he's able to sleep um on this bed of koala sheep wool and so I think this just alludes to the fact that Aang was never in this alone you know and I think he really only succeeds because of the support of his friends. <laughs> Until the next couple episodes. <laughs> Wait, what? Because <laughs> then he's like, oh, I have to do it alone. And then, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. But he doesn't know that yet. Yeah. <laughs> they also could have said this uh, like two days earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead they were just horrible at yeah. comforting him. They were doing yoga. <laughs> yeah, and then the final scene is Aang's dream once again. Not a nightmare. He bursts through the doors again, and then Ozai's like, really? You're going to take me out? You're not even wearing pants. And then Aang smiles, and he's like, no, Fire Lord Ozai, you're not wearing any pants. <laughs> and then Ozai looks down, and he's like, oh, no. Yeah, and then he like cover, covers himself, and he's like, no, my royal parts are showing. <laughs> and then he screams, and then it fades back to Aang, and then he smiles and sleeps. Funny, funny. Um, so with that, let's get to our ratings. Huh. Yeah, you guys probably know. I'm going to give it a two. I was actually getting a little close to a three there. You guys are convincing me a little bit. But I think this is the filleriest of the filler episodes. However, it makes up for slightly because the dialogue is actually quite good and the Aang scenes are very funny. The Zuko stuff is good. And you're right, it's Justin that's kind of like the A part of the story. But it's just so short. Like, I think they do a decent job. Of like showing it but i feel like it could have been even more and that could have been the main part of the episode um yeah it's silly it's a little funny it's a two mm-hmm. dang i gave it a five um it was it's just a really funny episode and yeah i honestly there are other filler episodes that like were just not as funny and because of that like it's just so much more enjoyable to watch this even if, like, you know, much doesn't happen and Aang's problems just kind of magically get resolved. You know, like, things yeah, didn't yeah. work until they did because mm-hmm. um, they needed the episode to end in, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. Um, but Zuko's whole, like, arc is, like, kind of cool. And honestly, without this episode and then without the one where he goes to visit Iroh, I think his redemption doesn't feel earned. Like, he needs to be in conflict for a while. Um, so that's really cool. And yeah, Amy's just funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, there there are some also some like small animation things that bother me. Like I really didn't like the sheep. I don't know about you guys. At the very end, like mm. the sheep in the beginning are cool, but oh, the like very, the animated yeah, sheep. Yeah, animated sheep. It, it really bothered me. I don't know why. <laughs> but Appa and like Sword Appa and Sword Momo, coolest thing in the show. So it, it, they kind of yeah. cancel out. It's pretty cool. That's true. It's very iconic, um, and memeable. Um, yeah, I gave it a four, but between three and four, but I went with four just because I think it's a cool concept. And I do, after doing some research, I do appreciate its place in the season. Um, So it's sandwiched right between Puppet Master and the Day of Black Sun, which are very serious episodes. Um, So I do think it would have been weird to just go straight into the invasion. Um, So I appreciate it for that. I think, you know, in the context of the season, but I guess we usually evaluate just the episode themselves. Um, 
yeah, I think it's relatable. It's cool to explore the anxiety that Aang feels because obviously we've all felt that, like the exam dreams, you know, it, it makes sense that he would be nervous. Um, it is very funny, uh, definitely a lot of memorable moments, um, but it really does nothing to advance the plot other than just like showing Aang being nervous, I guess. Um, and there's not that much action, so it's a little boring sometimes. I, I kind of think the B-plot was mid, honestly. Maybe it's just because it was short, but I feel like we like when Zuko visits Iroh is really good, and, and I feel like there are other moments where he... It, it feels repetitive of things that we've already been seeing, but I guess one thing that's cool is that he actually gets to live out the full prince life, and we see him actually trying it on and then rejecting it also. Like, So I guess that's kind of cool. Anyways, yeah, solid four. I don't know. It's good. Not that good. So, yeah. Cool. So that concludes this episode of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope you enjoyed our discussion of nightmares and daydreams. Sorry, this one's late. Um, we will be trying to release every first Wednesday of the month. Uh, next time, we're doing a two-parter discussion of the Day of Black Sun, parts one and two. Um, so look out for that. If you want to stay up to date on when we release or submit thoughts or questions on the episodes, be sure to follow us on Instagram at, at what's underscore oppa, or you can email us at whatsoppapod at gmail.com. Also subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. And if you like this episode, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Hi. Good night, Joyce. Good night, Anna. Good night, Anna and Joyce. Go to sleep already. Okay. <laughs>